the first time. Oh, and then man. you and I both, well, you beat me, I guess, this time. But <laughs> I, there we go. <laughs> there you go. That's, That's what I'm awesome. talking about. Oh, no, are you recording? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Welcome I want us to, to do, the podcast. I want Hello. us to do a, a sound check. So I just wanted to see how. This is all about burping today. We're well, gonna, we're going to have an episode about farts. Because we all think we're hilarious. Oh, yeah, I, know. I mean, but I think we got that from mom because she <laughs> says it all the time. That we definitely got that from mom. I'm hilarious. <laughs> but does, does that translate that to other time? people? I don't think other people think we're hilarious. Well, In my experience, I think I'm hilarious and other people don't. Other so. people think we're annoying <laughs> is kind of yeah, what I found. That seems about right. I hope that's not what was happening in this podcast. People think I'm funny. <coughs> That's true. We have Who? Nana to bring us down. Name my one. Friends. Name. I want to name. Katie. Okay. <laughs> Katie thinks I'm funny. Katie thinks I'm funny. George thinks I'm funny. Oh, nobody thinks People I'm funny. People think I'm funny, Actually, too. Mom thinks I'm funny. She told me last night I should do stand-up, and I just looked at her <laughs> with crazy eyes. I was like, mm, probably don't not. don't think so. I think Grim. you should. People have told me I should it. do stand up too. And I also look at them like, do you know what stand up is? Did they making just a tell joke you in context is not stand up? Did they just tell, tell you to stand up <laughs> because they <laughs> thought you were sitting down? <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's what happened. Hey, stand up. Yes, I should do stand up. <laughs> I'm done talking about this shit. It's time to fucking record a podcast. It's podcast time. Are we going to have a podcast? I don't know. Are we? Sit down. I want to tell you a story. A really weird and messed up story. With murdering ghosts and gobbly ghouls. It's all really fucked up. So don't you be fooled. It's effed up family story time. Welcome, everyone, to Effed Up Family Storytime. I'm your host, Salem. And I'm Hannah. The other host. The other host. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) With us today are Jessica and Kelly, my lovely aunts. Hi. Hi, aunts. How's it going, everyone? How's it going? So we're here recording, what, our third episode. How's everyone feel about that? What was that? You asked, how's it going, everyone, and you didn't let me answer. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> how's oh, it going, man. everyone? Not so great, really. Why? Why is that? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> What's <Okay>. happening? <laughs> Just cut all this out. No. Nope. can't cut everything out. Cut it all out. Everything that I'm talking in, cut out. <laughs> if you hear my voice, cut. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it Cut it out. out. Ooh, a full house reference. So, yeah, this is our third episode. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, Ooh. and we are getting into our Halloween, Halloween season. It's my favorite holiday. Me too. Yeah, I like all holidays. But So, uh, anybody got any big plans for Halloween? Working. Working? I have an Lame. epic costume for Kelly's Halloween party that nobody will get, just like all my costumes. So, I'm super excited. Yay! <laughs> I'm excited for the Halloween party. I don't have a costume yet either. So everyone list to everyone listening, um, our theme this year for our Halloween party is what is it, Kelly? Back to childhood. 
So we're going to have everyone do their favorite costume from their childhood or maybe a costume they always wished they could wear but couldn't for monetary or societal or parental reasons. Like if you wanted to... Like if you were a little girl and you felt like you couldn't go as a boy. Yeah. You should have just done it, but, you know, <laughs> life well, but is since, hard. Since your parents buy your costume for you. Or if your mom, like, made a costume and made you wear it, and you're like, this is lame, but you love your mom. Mm, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so you can go as your favorite one that you already went as or as something you always wished you could have gone as. That's pretty cool. Do you guys, so are we not telling each other what we're going to be? We're keeping it secret? Because I don't know what I'm going to be yet. I don't Correct. know yet either. I don't. I always like the surprise effect, and yeah. I rarely tell you guys. Yeah, just doesn't ever tell I us. wanted to be sexy Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you when you were a kid. Where? Well, like seventeen. Oh, okay. Kelly said until eighteen. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> it does. Yeah. But I'm not doing that, so I can tell you about it. But so I you can do, tell us yeah. about Beetlejuice. So I can yeah. tell you about gross. I wanted to do like gross makeup and have like his wig. But then wear like short shorts and a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> sexy Beetlejuice. <laughs> Didn't you go as sexy Voldemort once? I did. I did in fact go as sexy Voldemort. That's I wore a amazing. bald cap and I did the makeup and then I had a dress and like a sparkly cape on. <laughs> That's pretty That's awesome. really amazing. I'm excited for all the food I'm going to make because I'm going to make all like childhood favorites. Are you going to make deviled eggs? No. I mean, I might, I guess. I'm not But, like, coming. the idea is I'm making homemade Pop-Tarts and homemade Ooh. SpaghettiOs and homemade <gasps> Oreos and, like, those, like, homemade Lunchables and homemade corn dogs. You know what you should get for your homemade corn dogs? You should make them mini corn dogs. I saw this at King Supers. They have pig-shaped molds for pigs in a blanket. <laughs> oh That's fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it's time for us to move on to our drink of the episode. What are we drinking today, Jess? All right. Today we have what I like to call a stubborn dragon. Now, this is our first official really made up by us drink or by me. Um, and it's a twist on a morning mule. For those of you who don't know what a morning mule is, it's like a Moscow mule, only instead of lime juice, you use orange juice. So for ours, to give it a little fall feel, we're coming up on our Halloween episodes, but also keep the cider element that we've had in all our drinks, we are drinking ginger cider from a local brewery called C Squared here in Denver, Colorado, and then whiskey instead of vodka and orange juice. So you've got your stubborn dragon. Mm. Yum. It's pretty good. Clink, 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 clink. We have our we have our noisy drinkers in the house. <laughs> Maybe they've already had one too many. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so fun to drink Actually, in the microphone. This is really good. I think anybody who's listening should give it a shot. They mm -hmm. should try it. And because it's it's got orange juice in it, you can drink it in the morning. Yeah, it makes yeah. it yeah. a breakfast Day drink. drinking for everyone. Well, we we are recording at like 10 o'clock on a Sunday, so yes. I thought a brunchy drink would be yeah. the We best already drink had of empanadas, choice. and yes. now we have our drink. That's Yummy. very good. Wait, we got a clink. Clink. <laughs> clink. 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 We'll say the clinks in case they can't hear them. 
All right. So is it time for us to get on to our story? Oh, our stories, plural, because I'm right. going to tell a few different stories this week. Awesome. So we're going to pass it off to Kelly. It's her turn to uh, enrapture us. Enrapture. Okay. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna set the stage because it's Halloween, so we're gonna set set the scene. Today we're gonna do the story of Rebecca Cade and other Halloween murders. So our first story begins in October of 2015 in Chillicothe, Ohio, a small town with a population of about 22,000 people that lies two hours east of Cincinnati and one hour south of Columbus. The residents of Chillicothe are clearly proud of their little town. A sign can be seen on the edge of town declaring Chillicothe as the first capital of Ohio. Also, Chillicothe is a designated Tree City USA by the National Arbor Day Foundation. The many trees around the town turn beautiful shades of yellow, orange, and red each fall. On the morning of Tuesday, October 13th, those fall colors were in full effect along the Scioto River and outside the red brick buildings of the historic downtown. Children were carefully considering Halloween costumes as they headed off to school, and local businesses were working to prepare the perfect float for the annual Halloween parade. Halloween decorations had been popping up all over town, and Chillicothe resident Tammy Dixon wasn't greatly surprised by the sight of what she thought was just a particularly gruesome one hanging from a chain-link fence near a construction site. As she drove her daughter to school, she reassured her that it was just a dummy of a zombie. Other residents drove or walked past the site with little thought toward what looked like a decoration of a dead body. It wasn't until nearby contract workers went to remove the gory dummy that the awful discovery was made. What many believed was a spooky decoration hung by local teenagers was the actual dead body of a woman. The body would later be identified as Rebecca Cade, a 31-year-old mother and lifelong resident of Chillicothe. Ooh. Halloween's a great time to kill people. I know, <laughs> right? That's true. I mean, yeah. you don't even have to hide the body; you just put it in just plain put sight it somewhere. Yeah. Apparently, that's what our stories are going to be all about today. Bodies that people thought were decorations. Bodies that people thought were decorations. That's creepy. Okay, but we're going to start by go finishing the story of Rebecca Cade, um, and kind of talk about how she got on that. Sad yeah, fence. that's kind of weird to end up hanging off of a chain chain link fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, Rebecca Cade, she lived a really hard life. At the time of her death, she was homeless and addicted to drugs. And this is really sad. Her 15-month-old son, who was born with fetal alcohol syndrome, was being raised by his aunt because a few weeks after his birth, Rebecca, quote, lost interest in the baby oh, that's sad. and returned to like running around with her friends. Um, she would occasionally stop by to see him and provide diapers or food, but she wasn't very present in his life. Uh, she tried multiple times to get her life together and quit drugs. And unfortunately, despite multiple arrests and trips to jail and um, generous offers from friends and families to stay with her or to let her stay with them or support her, she was never able to overcome her addictions. That's sad. sad. It's such a horrible disease, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, it's one of those things where you want to, like, in a way, at least for me, I want to kind of be like, well, you did this to yourself, you know what I mean? Because it's not like it's yeah. like getting cancer, but once you're hooked, you're hooked, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, like, it's easy to to see that, you know, she left her 15-month-old son who had fetal alcohol syndrome, so obviously she was drinking when he was Probably in utero. Probably drugs, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and she left him for someone else to raise, and it's... But, I mean, obviously she was very gripped by this 
disease mm-hmm. and yeah. she tried multiple times to clean herself up and couldn't and so that certainly doesn't mean that she deserves to be hanging on a fence no 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 Poor it just means that lady. you put yourself in more dangerous situations when you live that kind of a lifestyle yeah. and so but that doesn't mean anybody deserves to be hurt or no. killed. right yeah right and so that made it you know interesting for them to try and figure out what exactly happened to her given her lifestyle mm-hmm. so details of her actual death so the, the field behind the fence the fence that she was hanging on had a path of blood leading toward Rebecca's body. So that indicated that she was bleeding as she fled Mm. something, presumably her attacker. Uh, She attempted to climb the fence when the sleeve of her sweatshirt became caught and trapped her. And then she was trapped there. So her official cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head and neck. A large grapefruit sized rock was found nearby that had Rebecca's DNA on it. So that was presumed to be the murder Mm. weapon. Her hands and arms also had wounds, indicating that she fought to defend herself. And in fact, the forensic pathologist said that she fought so hard to get away that one bicep muscle was severed and the other was nearly severed. Oh, no. That's crazy. So something happened and she was fighting to get away. Uh, she also suffered s- suffered stab wounds to the face mm. and a burn on the back of her neck that went through three layers of clothing. Mm. Holy shit. And so this is a quote that kind of talks about the severity of her injuries her face neck and torso were covered in injuries her hands chin and jaw were bruised while her nose was broken she had up to five cuts and two two inch deep stab wounds to her face distorting the face significantly and spinal and brain injuries oh my god that's extensive yeah that's like somebody going manic going Mm -hmm. crazy yeah you know frenzied just like completely attacking her and so interestingly though she didn't die till she was on the fence and so the forensic pathologist believed that despite the extent like this severity of her wounds that she actually would have been able to walk away from the place she was attacked and attempt to escape over the fence and then eventually those wounds would have caused her death as she hung there trapped so she could have survived if she wasn't trapped on that fence is what he's saying well at least at least she walked away from her wounds. Whether they would have eventually killed her probably depends on the care she would yeah, have gotten, right. I suppose. But Ugh. that she was still trying to escape until she was trapped. And she might have made it somewhere else if she hadn't yeah. snagged mm-hmm. her sweatshirt. God, how horrifying that yeah. would be. And so she was hanging essentially from her arm on, on the fence. Yeah, so super gruesome. Um, almost surprising that some someone with that many injuries, could that, that could be thought to not be real. That, I mean, maybe that's why it was so severe and so much blood and you couldn't Mm -hmm. recognize the face that they just thought well that can't be a real person yeah it's a dummy of a zombie well and you see stuff like that anyway i mean you just see around halloween time you just see weird shit like that you know you'll see a a a dummy of something hanging off a fence sometimes yeah okay yes you know yeah Yeah. and they actually many people said that they suspected it was teenagers trying to hang it up there for the construction workers as like a prank like uh-huh. and so the construction workers were like whatever let's go take it down and then i don't fault anybody who didn't do anything no. you right know? yeah but i also think it's funny because i've heard so many stories of like not even as gruesome of a scene like someone called the cops because someone had a, like a guy hanging from a tree or like stuck under his um garage door and they were like that's a real person but it was like very obviously mm-hmm. a halloween decoration so it's yeah. like it's weird what people will call for it's just during Halloween person. what they won't. It goes both ways. It is really interesting that I think it's more common for people to call on something that isn't real and like freak out and think it is real um, than for people to 
Well, maybe. Well, yeah, then for people to dismiss something that is real as not real, but it just depends on what your own experiences are, I suppose. I think there are people that tend to overreact and people that tend to underreact. And then there's a lot of people that would like to get involved, maybe sit somewhere in the middle, but then are afraid to get involved because, you know, our society kind of promotes like privacy and stuff. And I mean, that isn't like somebody thing hanging from a fence, isn't yeah. it? But like looking at somebody's you know, garage. I mean, is it a dr- mm-hmm. decoration or not? I don't know. Look at Charlie Sheen. He called the FBI because he watched. Um, oh fuck! What the name is? What's the name of that movie? Cannibal Holocaust. Charlie Sheen watched Cannibal Holocaust and called the FBI because he was certain that all of the actors in that movie were actual dead bodies, and like oh, they weren't, yeah. and they had to show up in court, and they're like, "No, I'm alive. I'm just an actor." That's so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is crazy. Though, yeah, I know. Like. But maybe some of those people that overreact, I would maybe kind of put them in the same category as like Mrs. Kravitz. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, what's the neighbors doing? Oh, my God. They yeah, have guests yeah. over. Oh, my God. They're burning what? something yeah, in the backyard. Yeah. Oh my, You know, maybe because in my experience, most people don't want to get involved, don't want to say anything. Even mm-hmm. if they thought it was a, a real body, there's people out there that are like, I'm busy. I got to go to work. I don't I'm have time for this shit. This. Somebody yeah. else yeah. will call it in. Yeah. So yeah, that's sad. That's effect. a whole different thing than uh, th- yeah. assuming that it's just a Halloween decoration. There's an innocence in that, but just being like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, that's and then a whole everyone other thing. says that, and so it's like the bystander effect. Bystander everyone effect. is yeah. like, yeah. I, uh, someone else will take care of this, and everyone mm-hmm. thinks that, and so no one takes care of it. Yeah. Well, and in this case, she, her body was hanging not on a like neighbor fence, like not or a house fence. This was on a fence in a con- like near an empty field mm-hmm. by a power station. Um, and there was some sort of construction going on around there. And so if if it's not teenagers hanging it for to like scare construction workers, why would it be there? Right. Um, and it's not as much of like, I don't know what's hanging on Mr. Jones's fence, but I'm not going to deal with it. It's like out there in the public. Yeah. 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 But so she was killed on Monday night, the 12th of October and um, was found not too late in the morning on Tuesday morning. But the like rush hour of all the kids going to school and all the parents driving by had already happened. And this is like more residential. So I say rush hour. It's not like and this is a town of 22,000 people. It wasn't a ton of people. But the hour in which most people Mm. would have seen her would have already passed before the construction workers got there at like 830 and then were going to take her down. So. That's it's, a lot of people that walk by just yeah. thinking it's a Halloween decoration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was one, um, at least one actual neighbor who gave statements saying that I, I thought it was a zombie. I told my daughter it was a dummy. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then presumably multiple others who were in the vicinity and would have walked past her. So it's not like she was there for days, but but it is just interesting it's, I think it's probably easy for us to dismiss the things we see if there's any other logical explanation because of a subconscious desire mm-hmm. to not have to get involved. Not even a conscious, like, I don't want to deal with this, but just like a, surely there's an explanation for that and I'm going to go about right. it. Well, and the like, well, surely there's not a dead body hanging on a fence on a public street. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, that's a very odd mm-hmm. thing to have. That's way outside of the norm. So most people, their brains will create like a reasonable explanation just like people who see paranormal have paranormal experiences will come up with a reasonable explanation even if that reasonable explanation is fucking totally stupid and obviously not any way that that's what it was they'll be like no that's what it was because that shit doesn't happen that's not the norm you know right yeah so 
Yeah, so there was an arrest made in the case. I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to pronounce his name right, but I don't know that I care because I don't think I like him very no. much. He's kind um, of an ass. He's a murderer. Yeah. So. Well, we'll <laughs> talk about whether he's a murderer or not, oh, but he was arrested. Okay. Oh, he was arrested okay. uh, shortly after, like later on Tuesday, he was arrested and he was held on a $2 million bond and actually kept on suicide watch and like put in a suicide vest and everything during his his hold. So his he was tried for her murder in April of 2017, so about a year and a half after they the should have let him kill himself. Maybe. Sorry. Anyway. Um well but so <laughs> on we'll talk more about okay. this guy. So okay. on the evening of her death, um this man Donnie Cockenauer Jr. Cockenauer? Cockenauer. I'd say Cockenauer. Cockenauer. I think I think I listened Cockenauer. to something that pronounced it that way. So um, Cockenauer was a fellow vagrant. So Rebecca was homeless at the time of her death, and so was Cockenauer. But he did acknowledge that they, and he was in the drug scene as well. Uh, Rebecca was in the drug scene. So they did. he did acknowledge that they had sex the evening of her death, so on Monday night, um, and they got into some sort of argument. He said that Rebecca bit him, so he responded by hitting her, and then that was it. They parted ways. He then went to the nearby home of his sister to take a shower. His sister reported that his clothes were covered in mud and blood, and she disposed of the clothes in a neighbor's trash can. She actually ended up serving a year in prison for tampering with evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she reported that night that Donnie had to police that Donnie had told her he was in a fight with Rebecca and he thought he killed her. However, during the trial in April of 2017, she recanted that statement and testified that she was addicted to meth and heroin and she was just trying to say anything to get to her next high and that her brother never told her that. Um, However, some of the blood on Cockenauer's jeans was consistent with Rebecca's blood found on that rock murder weapon. And there was also blood from a male on his jeans and he was excluded as a potential source for that DNA. So he had blood on his jeans for a male and Rebecca. That's kind of weird. But through the trial, all this information came out through the trial, and he was acquitted of her murder mm-hmm. in April of 2017. Why? So that's why I say, I don't know, maybe he's not a murderer. I looked for so, information as to why he was acquitted. What acquitted him? Because, so, yeah, there's it feels really weak to me, but this was the defense, essentially, was that while there was a link between Cockenauer and Rebecca, like they had sex that night they knew each other ran in the same circle there were many other people who could have killed her uh there was actually a rowdy bonfire happening near the fence that night the fence the field is like really close to the river and so i'm assuming there's probably a bonfire down by the river um and it was happening on that monday evening and it was reported that there were people at the bonfire who disliked rebecca and there was lots of drinking and fighting happening so the defense was trying to present that there were other people who could have done it. There's not definitive proof that it mm-hmm. was Cockenauer who did it. and But her blood was on his clothes. I know. And his sister threw them in the neighbor's trash can. Yeah. They recovered. And, and they obviously recovered. But I mean, you blood, don't. But why didn't she just throw them away in their trash yeah. can if they were so dirty that they couldn't be washed? Yeah. Why did you throw them? I'm sorry. Is Blood on your clothes, is that circumstantial evidence? I thought that was more than circumstantial evidence. It feels like that's, like, yeah, I don't I don't really get it either. I, the, go ahead. I imagine, so first of all, why did the sister throw him away? Well, if she admitted that she's addicted to drugs, she 
has a brother who's addicted to drugs she could be thinking the worst of her brother and acting in a way just because she is assuming things that's true the fact that they found another male's blood on his genes that muddles the evidence now it doesn't mean he wasn't involved but was there somebody else involved was it more look at the 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 extensiveness of her wounds was right. that more than one person okay yeah. and he yeah. did acknowledge that they got into a fight and that he hit her and she bit him and, and that so could i be believe the that, that, that was the source, of the, source of the blood um yeah. but then he said that they didn't see each other again the rest of the night there were also a couple defense witnesses and i have to read this quote because it's it's, it's kind of funny so one defense witness joseph like acknowledged that his memory was foggy because he was drinking vodka heavily at the bonfire and was punched unconscious in a fight later. <laughs> so we know what so was going on. Really sound, and he's a really sound witness. I feel like anything he says is going to be yeah, super credible. So um, he testified that he nonetheless remembered that before he was knocked out, he saw a woman who was at the bonfire spot Rebecca as she walked through an alley. The woman dashed into the alley, pinned her to the ground and started hitting her. He said, oh, okay. so he was a witness that said that she, I guess, you know, it's reasonable, right? reasonable I doubt, know. right? You have but reasonable doubt thing. that mm-hmm. he committed it or that it could have been somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's have exactly have is a seed. That's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's not, de- it's not reasonable doubt that he wasn't the person, you know, you just anything. It's just any, there's so many things that could lead to shit like this you know yeah and you even think i mean it's hard to picture because her wounds were so severe that's but, what's yeah. really kind of fucked up yeah. about it yeah, i mean you think he could have just been super high on something and kind of went overboard in a fight and hurt but, her but then it was super severe so i i don't know a stabbing someone is like a very personal thing and most stabbing yeah. victims are stabbed by someone who knows them yeah. because that's not something that like a stranger is just going to do because it is very personal right and, and stabbing her in stab the someone face. in the face like that makes me yeah. really believe that it had to be someone, someone that, knew that her she really knew. well and I mean, was maybe really mad at her. So yeah. maybe it was someone else from the bonfire or what from do you that visualize crowd? when you're stabbing somebody in the face. Like you think you're pretty. You think you're pretty. You know what I mean? Or, like, why like, would you why stab would somebody in the face? face? So I'm going to mm. fuck you up. Maybe a woman then? Like, you're never going to be able to attract... Why else would you stab... Unless it was just they were stabbing and that's where they hit and they didn't mean to hit the face. Why else would you intentionally stab stab somebody in the the face? face. And there were only two, which Mm -hmm. is interesting. Which seems very deliberate. And we... That's all I can think of. We don't know what kind of drugs they were on either. They could have been hallucinating. There are tons of murders that happened because somebody was so messed up on hallucinogens that they thought they were a demon or... True. You know? So we have no clue what kind of drugs they were taking either. So all of this really is reasonable doubt that that could have been a variety of different circumstances and not have been him the other piece of uh reasonable doubt i think came in another defense witness testified that she saw rebecca get picked up by a car with three other people in it around midnight so her time of death actually on her obituary not necessarily on official death documents but said 10 30 but so this probably hmm. brought up some some doubt in regards to was she actually hanging on that fence by 10 30 or was it mm-hmm. um was it later? And so, so different, diff- different doubt, I suppose. Um, I will say that, so he was acquitted. I will say that he has continued to um, have run-ins with the law. Like he had a, th- he pled guilty to a theft or robbery charge or something. And he's, so um, he's still struggling certainly, but whether or not he actually killed her, 
you know we'll we, know. we don't really know and maybe he does deserves the chance to try and get his life back together if he didn't kill her did yeah. they like continue the investigation after he was acquitted so or was that the end of it that's been the last piece of news in it so interestingly i didn't include this earlier in the story because um just because the police did not believe this to be a connection at the time however prior to rebecca's death there were six other missing or murdered women in Chillicothe between 2000, May of 2014 to this was October of 2015. So they have a serial killer. A year killer. and a half, they had a serial killer, and Rebecca was the seventh death. And the police did not believe that they were associated. In a town of like 20,000 yeah, people? Yeah, that's, that's what's crazy. In a town of 22,000 people. Um, and they're, all of the women kind of ran in a similar circle to Rebecca. Um, some of them were prostitutes. Some of them were in drug circles. Um, but they it's hard to draw the, the line between them. So uh, three... I'm trying to, to find my information. Three women were found in waterways, like off of the river. So that was like one kind of connection. But one was shot and one was ruled a suicide. And then one was Rebecca that had very... So each of them seemed to have different circumstances and they weren't really able to determine a, a specific link between all of them. Two of the women seemed to know each other. They all were kind of sex workers and in the drug circle, yeah. but they weren't able to really connect them. And that is why with the circumstances of Rebecca's death, because Cockenauer was there, they thought these are not connected at all. They completely spread them apart. But, but now, now maybe they need to go knows? back. Well, so Rebecca was the last one. She was the last one. So here's what raises a doubt about it, her being connected to the other deaths to me is a rock seems to be the primary weapon. That's a weapon of convenience. If I had already murdered five other women, I'm probably going to show up to my sixth murder with a weapon yeah. prepared. Yeah. And one of them was was actually shot but i think only one of them was shot or maybe the one who they deemed was suicide was also well, shot but, but and in a but lot like, of, where would that gun have gone if you a have a gun to shoot someone? early serial killers though like the mo was not entirely solidified and like mm -hmm. there are a lot of instances where they are like definitely definitively have murdered these people but like they have very different they're trying modes different things yeah and so i feel like by seven you're not necessarily, if you are a serial killer, you're not necessarily set in the way that you're going to kill right. people. But I don't think I would bring a rock by the seventh yeah. one if I wanted to try out But if she was running away, from what I understand, she was already injured running away and the rock was grabbed as like an impulse because he was trying to, because it was something there in the area, right? That I mean, that's what kind was, of how I envisioned it. When that's it was, what was presumed, I believe. Because, and I mean, I don't know that there's an order of death of of injuries in terms of did someone already try to stab her to the face and then she was still running away and so then they grabbed a rock to bludgeon her maybe to death. it went awry did and she was running away maybe it was the serial killer and it went maybe. awry i don't know yeah. it's just weird when you have that many women killed within that well, time it, they're line. all yeah. like the quote-unquote less dead so like sex workers uh -huh. and drug addicts mm -hmm. and homeless people like they 
according to to a lot of society they don't matter as much and so that's why a lot of serial killers will go after Mm -hmm. those well nobody misses misses them them. exactly and it's not that they don't matter nobody misses them because of their chosen lifestyle they cut ties from their families they cut ties from their friends police are investigating them well yes they they don't care as much because there Mm -hmm. are so many other things that could have happened they could have gotten murdered and like a drug deal gone bad or anything and like so they are less inclined to focus on these victims as opposed to like the blonde haired blue-eyed white girl who gets kidnapped and murdered and And that's something that happened in this case actually there were people when i looked up the serial killings there were people there were a couple of victims that people were really upset about because the police did not take Mm -hmm. it seriously did not thought that oh they're missing of their own volition they weren't you know there's no foul play or anything they're they're the harder cases to figure out because there are so many possibilities as Mm -hmm. to what could have caused their death whereas Mm -hmm. You know, 16-year-old cheerleader Janie gets murdered. It's most likely someone she goes to school with. Right, or, yeah. you know, the the lines of investigation. And they can close that case and they can get their family closure. I'm not saying it's right. But I could understand, like, if I can follow the leads on this case and get a family closure, I'm going to focus on that as opposed right now at least, as opposed to maybe this case where, yes, a person died and that is horrible, but the effect of that death stopped at the time of their death. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. It's just, I view it as like a history of po- like police doing that. Like look oh, at yeah. the Jeffrey Dahmer murders. Like For so sure. many people could have been saved, but they were gay men in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't care. So they didn't care about it. So they it, didn't yeah. want to talk about it. And so like, that's very or similar. The, I feel like in this instance, it was a drug addict. Or there she was, was homeless. A, they didn't care. They didn't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. There was a serial killer in Canada killing gay men Mm -hmm. and he only recently finally got arrested and went to trial because they wouldn't connect it because it was this idea of well that's their lifestyle that's the position and they were very very uh, gruesome killings and so they were deemed as crimes of passion or what the police called them homosexual murders they actually called them that because homosexuals are so emotional that that's you know how they kill people they go overboard oh that's my gross. god and so it was only recently that this man was caught and they think that he has been killing people since the 70s that's awful well Listen, and there's it, all the i'm plugging i'm plugging of, another podcast sorry or maybe a future <laughs> story but there's all the the murders of indigenous women in canada oh, or missing and murdered yeah. i mean yeah, yeah oh, like yeah. people of minority groups or um i can't think of the right word but like pe- those types of, of people are those cases are not treated in the same way as other no. cases yeah. and there Never might be been. very logical reasons in the moment why police officers have to make those decisions but as a whole you know it's many awful. of these women had families they may have yep. been con- disconnected from them but like Rebecca's parents were in the courtroom the day that the the verdict was read and they were ex- visibly distraught yeah. by the fact mm-hmm. that this man wasn't being uh, convicted of her murder because yeah. now they still don't know what happened and there are mm-hmm. mothers of these girls who said yes they made bad decisions they were in a different place than i wanted them to be but i they cared don't about people they love no. people and they deserve to have have the police in this town figure out mm-hmm. what is going on and i want to presume that the police in that town were doing everything well, that they, they possibly I mean, can. They found a suspect when I you mean, have a town of yeah, twenty-two thousand people they don't know how to deal with shit they like don't. that. Yeah. And small. there was an arrest in one of the other cases. So and like they're trying to find out what's going on. So I don't know in but I think 
it's a combination of probably some people on the police force, if not yeah. all, having those views, society having those views, mm-hmm. the town having those views. I don't want to hear about this. I just want to plan for our Halloween parade and make our floats. And well, this is the dirty that's side why of they our live town in a that small we don't want to hear. Yeah. Well, yeah. The other thing is, and I'm not, I, I'm not, tr- I don't want anybody who listens to this podcast to assume things about me politically or what I believe or anything. But I'm just saying. There are so many good cops who do things like reach out to the community and do things for the kids, mm-hmm. but they are overshadowed by how many bad cops there are who abuse their power, who react too quickly, maybe. And I don't want to judge because I have never been faced with the possibility of maybe being shot by someone. Yeah. But I think that that's it's it's media. It's what media does say. It's the same idea that we're so afraid of kids getting kidnapped and we're so overprotective of kids when the 80s was one of the worst time periods in history for yeah. child abduction. Let's talk about the Atlantic child murders and how so many people were abducted uh, then. <laughs> you know, so it's it's the media and the bad gets put in the spotlight, but you don't often see the story of Joe Schmo cop who runs an after school youth for underprivileged kids basketball team or whatever, trying to get them off the streets or so it's yeah. just there's yeah. good and bad in everything. There's Really good prostitutes and really shitty prostitutes. And I don't mean like quality of work. I <laughs> mean, I, I mean, the correct I mean, term is sex work. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like heart of gold versus I believe there's a kernel of good in almost everybody. I'd write yeah. off like Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson. Maybe no kernel of good. in The them. kernel was popped would be what I would say. <laughs> and <All right. laughs> and from it exploded evil. Evil. <laughs> but back to Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're off that tangent there. Uh, yeah. So to kind of conclude her story, it is not uh, solved. It is still an uns- it is an unsolved mystery. Um, and it, there might be some connections to the other serial murders, which are also not solved. So there were seven women who were missing five or seven women missing or murdered five have been found dead two are still they never found remains and those cases are not solved and so um good and bad there's some police out there who's doing everything they can there's some people who are dismissing these women but regardless those women's their murders have not have not been solved so it'd be nice to find an answer and where is the person that was killing them are they somewhere else and why did it stop after rebecca why was rebecca's the last sometimes i think enough media attention Mm -hmm. is brought to a case like you have a serial killer Mm -hmm. say it was this i don't know but say it was the serial killer and somebody else was caught which to them says okay first of all the attention isn't on me and that's good Mm -hmm. and they're gonna get close because they're digging and they found somebody and especially when he wasn't when he when he was acquitted, they're like, I'm out of here. Well, yeah, and they, they could ran because they don't want the attention. California now, yeah, could still or, be killing. So yeah, you know. that's well. And if they have a suspect in custody and then they kill somebody else, oh wait, this guy's not the guilty guy. Yeah, so they could right. have. Totally. So, but regardless, her murder is unsolved, Sad. and there are more Halloween murders to Let's talk about. But I think first, I need another break. Or break another drink. I, I mean, drink I need another break. break. I need a break, guys. A break, 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 break. It's break time. When I drink wine before bed, I dream about video games that I'm playing. It's like a weird, constant thing for me. I, had a dream I, dr- the other I drank night. wine last night and I dreamt about video games that I'm playing I had playing a dream right the other now. night that I was Spider-Man, but I was black <laughs> and then I had a baby oh. <laughs> and then my baby died. Was your so baby you a spider baby? Or were you a spider? No, I was Spider-Man. I was Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but I was but black. black. 
like but then halfway into through the, the dream, guy? I was a woman, and I was Spider Woman, and I had a baby, and my baby died. Was your baby a spider? Aww. No, it was just a regular baby. His name was Sam, and he but died. He was full of radioactive Aww. juice. And she left. Yeah. It was, it, was it, was it was a dream. It was a dream. I'm over here like, oh, that's really sad. His Why baby Sam? Died. <laughs> Why Sam? I don't know. If because I ever actually have supernatural. a baby. No. During the, <laughs> during the days that I do a lot of editing, I have noticed that my dreams are like normal dreams, except for in the background of my dream is a constant sound wave, and I'm <laughs> editing it. So like, in my dream, we're talking, and I'm like, click, click. No, I'm going to cut that out. No, I'm going to make that louder. I'm going to make that quieter. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really, really funny. And then I wake up really tired. Because <laughs> you are working in your sleep. Because I got to keep editing tomorrow. <laughs> Yay, editing. Yay, podcasting. Yay, podcasting. Should Speaking we get back of podcasting. into our podcast? We should. You want to tell, you have more podcast. stories for us. I have more stories because this is our Halloween episode. And while the first story definitely had Halloween elements, we got to really lean into that Halloweeniness. Oh, yes. Halloweeniness. Lean into Halloween. Halloweeniness. It rhymes lean with like Halloween. Lean into ween. <laughs> Lean into weenuses. Wait, no. No. Oh. Wrong. That's the elbow thing, right? That's yeah, the that's your weenus. <laughs> your weenus is your elbow I could lean into weenuses. It's your elbow skin. That's a new t-shirt. Lean, lean into, into weenuses. <laughs> do you have stories to tell us, Kelly? I do have stories to I tell I would like us. to hear Me your too. stories. Well, then huh. get on with Come it. Come on. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's talk more about Halloween. Murders. Yes. Moida. Murders. Moida. So we've been talking about mur- uh, murders. We've been talking about bodies that have been mistaken for Halloween decorations, or more specifically, one body that was mistaken for Halloween decora- a de- Halloween decoration. So there's more. So we are going to talk a little bit more. Um, so the next story, this is a really short story. Uh, happened in Delaware in October of 2005, where a 42-year-old woman hung herself, committed suicide, and hung herself from a tree. And the body was seen as early as 7.30 in the morning with people going to work and driving past on a relatively busy road. But the police did not arrive until around 11 a.m. because the passerby assumed the body was a well-done Halloween decoration. What, what day was wow. this? What day of the month? Does it say? October. It was just in October. <laughs> October. I think that it did say, but I just put months. Okay. Well, no, that's fine. Okay. I was just curious, like, how close. It was in October, so that makes sense. It wasn't, yeah, it was like, like, it was in July. <laughs> no, it was in October, and so and it was, like, a body hanging from a tree, and everyone was like, oh, look, that's a fun Halloween costume. That's, like, a really, like, look at me, I killed myself, Wade. Like, if you're going to hang yourself from a tree, everybody's going to see yeah. it. All right, so that was the Delaware woman. Uh, so she hung out there for like three oh hours. My gosh. I can't do that. That's crazy. Three and a half hours at least she was hanging out there, and people were just driving by. Hey. I mean, if I was just driving by, I might think it's a decoration. Yeah. That's the thing. If I'm that far, mm-hmm. I w- do you guys wonder now how many dead bodies you've gone past that you thought were something else? That makes you wonder. No. Well, it makes me wonder. Well, that is part of, yeah. So we're, let's keep talking. So Mustafa Mahmoud, oh gosh, guys, I'm offensive. Mustafa <laughs> Ma- Mamo- Ma- Mahmoud Zayed. Mahmoud. 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 Mm, let's stop. Mr. Zayed. Is it M-A-H-M-O-U-D? Yes. Mahmoud. Mahmoud. 
Yeah. We probably. had a Denver Nuggets probably. basketball player whose last name was That's Mahmoud. Awesome. Mahmoud. Well done, Jessica. I And it is our failed. German heritage that allows us to do that. <laughs> so the do the <laughs> Okay, so Mr. Zayed. not German though. No, no but it is that German heritage that allows us to do that. <laughs> gotcha. Go ahead. Mr. Zayed. In October of 2009, uh, a body was slumped. Mr. Zayed's body was slumped over patio furniture on a balcony of an apartment complex in Marina del Rey in L.A. for five days. What? Before someone finally reported it to the sheriff's department and they discovered the 75-year-old man Mr. Zayed. Oh, oh that's what? sad. Yeah. So this is an upscale complex apartment complex that has 800 units. Do you have a question? Jessica's raising her hand. What floor balcony? I'm getting there. Oh, Why you all sorry. just simmer down? No. I will not simmer down. The ever. Up stubborn dragon is in full effect. I will sorry, only Carol. simmer up. <laughs> simmer up. That's all I can do. Okay, we're done. We're done. Be quiet. I'm turning your mic off. Okay. <laughs> The upscale apartment complex has 800 units, and this balcony was on the third floor. The buildings are turned slightly. I don't know what that O means, but the (laughs) buildings are turned slightly so that the balconies are slightly obscured from the streets. However, all of the people above the third floor, because third is pretty low for an 800 complex apartment building in L.A., would have easily been able to see onto the the patio. Mm I mean, would they? And yes, and multiple people shared that they saw the body. They thought it looked like the dummy, uh, like a Halloween dummy thrown on the back of a chair, and it did not look like a real person. And even there was uh, one thing I read someone was coming to take pictures, maybe for reporting or I don't know, but he said that even like looking at it, knowing it wasn't that it was a body, he thought it didn't look real. That's crazy. Yeah. So, how did he die? <clears throat> that's, yeah. The death was ruled a suicide, so he shot himself through the eye. And the through neighbors, the eye? yeah, the neighbors even heard the popping noises, <gasps> but apparently did nothing about it because whatevs. Wait, and oh. that's literally what I wrote because it was oh, like no. a night last night, and I was like, because, <laughs> because whatevs. They didn't because so they said, didn't want to. You said popping in. noises. How many times did he shoot himself in the, the eye? I asked that as well, but it appeared that he only shot himself okay. once. But they heard the popping noise and a, okay. presumably I an just echo. thought that would be interesting. Yeah. If he shot himself in the eye more than once. No. It, there was only one. <laughs> I'm throwing things at her. I'm sorry. My oh. hand was wet. I was drying it this off. This is what happens when we get a second drink before we <laughs> even start the podcast. You're right. You're right. Uh, um, we're learning. We're learning. Yes. Okay. So, um, again, it. the body may not have been very visible from the street, but reports say that it was visible to most of the apartment complex because most were above the third floor. But but it looked like a dummy. I could totally it understand like that. And, yeah. and on my balcony, when I used to live in apartments, when I was poor and didn't own a house, I couldn't see the balcony below me. I mean, because there was, was wood in between. Right, but if there were multiple buildings and you were, like, across, because there were multiple buildings of the Okay, complex. so you're talking so about, you like, were, yeah. okay. There's 800 I units. I could see. Somebody should have noticed. I am most sad that this 75-year-old man didn't have anybody come to visit him for five for days. For five days. Yeah. The other, and people reported that he was a very nice man, but the other thing that 
um, really like kind of hit me was that one neighbor said that he wasn't surprised that it took days to discover the body because there wasn't much community involvement in the community or in the complex. So that's sad. Like it was just kind of like this guy was just like, yeah, that's how it is here. We don't pay attention to anyone else. And that's that's how it is. Hey, Belle, in your apartment complex, do people talk to each other? Do you have a community? I mean, I've got a neighbor with a cute dog, but I only talk to them because they're cute dogs. So there there you go. If you want to have people notice you, get a dog. (laughs) <laughs> also, your dog will bark Moral when you're dead. Of the sto- or True. eat you. Or eat you. Yeah. Only yeah, if you get other. a big dog, get a little I, dog. He could try to eat you, but oh, I think I, he could. No, they'll do it. If I die after Evie moves out, I know my cats are going to eat oh, me. Oh, you're talking about dead? Sure oh, I don't you. even know if I have to be fully dead before one of my cats takes a bite <laughs> out of me. They'll be like, he ain't giving me no food, mom, <laughs> and I'm hungry. <laughs> I just hope that Evie loves me enough. Because I'm the only thing she has in this world that she'll come visit me after <laughs> she turns 18 and find me when I'm dead. You yes. Still visit yeah, there not you go. very often. But he, we don't know the details of okay. Mustafa Mahmoud yes, Zayed's life, and maybe his family would lived elsewhere, or was gone mm-hmm. overseas. But regardless, the community certainly, even though they knew him, recognized him as a nice man. They certainly did not um, notice that he was not around for five days, and they certainly let that body slump over that chair for five days. So that's very sad. That but my sad. next story is way <gasps> sadder. Oh, no. Are okay. we going to end on a sad No, because then I have a fourth story. Okay. Yeah, called the Halloween murders. So none of that's them are true. happy, happy. I mean, yeah, you're right. But this next one's super sad. All right, are okay. we ready for this? Let's yes. hear All right, so it is in Sparta, Michigan. A 14-year-old teenager really wanted to participate in the local Halloween-themed hayride, so he wanted to get a job there. Uh, He was initially turned away, probably because he was only 14 years old, but he chose to hang around the hayride for any chance to jump in and scare guests. He was slowly... I know, this kid, I love him. Like I I identify (laughs) with this kid so much. I'm just going to hang out and jump out and go, boo! He was slowly allowed to join in, and he reportedly was so excited to do more to be scarier. He even talked to his mom in the evening and said, I don't want to just stand around. Like, I want to, like, he was talking about wanting to be scarier, wanting to do whatever he could to be scarier. So, and I, as far as I can tell, this all happened in one day. Like, he and his mom went to this place and were like, and they were like, no, we don't need any help. And he's like, I'm going to stay anyway. And then he slowly started to weasel his way in to scaring people. So he was working in a coffin. So he was like in some sort of like place of the Halloween themed hayride where there was a coffin. But he convinced another worker to switch places with him to be at the station where a skeleton was hanging from a noose. Then through further conversations with this other worker, he was his own idea to replace himself in the place of the skeleton. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's bad. So when he let go of the rope, he wasn't heavy enough to keep it down. And so the tree whipped back up and his feet were actually still on the ground, but he was being strangled. Oh, God. And this is where it relates to our theme. The coworkers and visitors thought he was acting as a part of the show and did nothing to help him. So a hayride like went by and he had coworkers around him as he was visibly struggling oh to pull God. on the noose to try and save himself. Oh no. And he did die. I hate life now. Yes. That's so sad. Also, if you do some searches, which maybe you shouldn't because it really (laughs) upset me, 
there are actually multiple examples of people hanging themselves in an attempt to trick family or have a joke mm-hmm. and then killing themselves. Oh, so no. let's just not do that. It's actually no. really common. Mm-hmm. If you want to try to hang yourself, you have a rope around your waist at all times that is shorter yes. than any rope that you have around your mm-hmm. ne- or neck so that you will never hang, even if your so feet can touch the, weight- the ground. Mm-hmm. So that your yeah. weight is on your waist. And you don't ever do jokes like that alone. I learned that in theater a long time ago. Whenever yeah. you had anything where, like, because we did some Halloween stuff when I was in high school through the theater department, the drama department and stuff, and anytime you would have anything where it looked like somebody was hanging themselves, you would always have somebody else there constantly in that same scene yeah. that knew, like, How certain... To- like gestures or whatever if there was trouble. So like, you probably shouldn't let a 14-year-old who doesn't actually no. work there just come in and do what he wants. But he kind of forced his way it in. Sounds like, which oh, like I, I'm so sweet, right? Like yeah. He's like, I just love Halloween and I just want to scare people. And oh, then the no. poor kid. It actually makes me think of theater and, and growing mm-hmm. up when mom would be in plays where there would be a gun that had like a blank and someone would oh, have yeah. to be shoot, shot. Mm-hmm. And I would always, I mean, this is my anxiety, visualize like what would happen if it went wrong. Like right. the crow? Right. If, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, well, but apparently it's way more common with hangings than because I mean, because it's an blanks. accident and you're acting. You're supposed to be like, ah, you're I'm choking, uh-huh. I'm choking, you know, well, so. And blanks, people think they're harmless, but if you shoot someone close enough yes. with mm-hmm. a blank, you can cause serious damage. Wasn't there damage. a guy on true. a set somewhere that was, like, joking around with a gun? I remember hearing this, like, some movie star or something on a set somewhere the years and years and years ago who was joking around with a gun that had blanks in it, and it truly had blanks in it, but he was joking around, well, I'm just going to kill yeah, myself, and, and he put can't. it up to yeah. his head, and he shot himself, there's, and he died. Oh, there's that close range. Well, you because that, yeah. there's still a ton of force. It becomes like blunt force trauma yeah. instead of if the piercing trauma yeah. of a bullet. If there's any listeners that want to email us at ffsthepodcast at gmail.com, that has the information on that. I'd be interested yeah, to hear, interesting. you know, like who that was. Because I've heard that story and maybe I made it up, but I think I've maybe. heard that story. I also read sometime that like, um, I entirely <laughs> lost it. <laughs> I also read somewhere that uh, there was a, a production of Sweeney Todd where like mm. the razor, the prop uh, razor got replaced with an actual razor. Oh no. Read that During somewhere. a show. And so the guy who was playing Sweeney Todd like cut someone's throat. <gasps> like he lived. He was totally fine. But, but how like, horrifying. I know. How, how does that happen? That would be stupid so prop terrifying. directors. These I don't are know. the sorts of things that traumatized me as a child <laughs> when mom was in theater. Her being shot by a gun with blanks and mm-hmm. her kissing other men. Those were yes. the things. Her that kissing other men. Her kissing other men is what bothered me. Oh, it never bothered me. It bothered me, me especially bothered when we go see the show with dad and I'd be like looking at dad. Does this bother you? As an adult, I have kissed other men since being with my husband because of theater, because of theater. I need to get get into theater theater is what I But as a child, that is much harder to understand. Even if you're like, I know my mom loves my dad and I know this is all pretend. But she's kissing him right now, and I'm And they look really passionate, and they're such good actors that I believe they're in love with each other. So now I'm questioning. And yeah, yeah, pretty traumatizing shit. Um, (laughs) This last final story comes from nearby for us who are here in Colorado, which is us who are here. All of us here in this room. (laughs) Yes. 
So this Wait, happened we're in, Colorado? in early November of 2012. A man named Dale Porch died on his porch. And I'm sorry to make Aww. that joke because he died. Dale Porch <laughs> died on his porch. Yes. yes. Oh, my. Yes. Um, so he actually worked for RTD, which for those not in Colorado is the regional transportation district. It's our like bus and train line here in Denver. And he was dropped off after a graveyard shift and he collapsed right on the front porch before he went inside. So a mailman saw his body and thought it was something related to Halloween. This was very early November and he (sighs) delivered the mail like like inches feet from the body and left about his day wow yeah this is what makes it really sad when the body was discovered it was still warm (gasps) causing the victim's family to think that something could have been done if the mailman had reported the body when he initially saw it so they think he wasn't dead when the maybe he wasn't dead or he was recently dead how when the mailman saw the body how bad do you feel if you're that mailman that's the thing so this actually made me really really sad because the wife of dale porch and his family were really upset and said um why didn't he do anything i don't know how that man can sleep at night perhaps if the mailman had done something he would still be alive today but the mailman, the, the postal service said that they train all their mailmen in emergency situations. The employee, they said, the employee would have helped if he knew something was wrong. And when he found out that that man died, he was shocked and extremely upset. Mm. So there, I mean, it is like he absolutely, he just thought it was a Halloween decoration. He would have done something right. if he would have known. Yeah. If it had been March. If like, it had been March, mm-hmm. he would have done something. But it was early Sad. November. He thought it was Ugh. just a Halloween leftover Halloween decoration. And also, I imagine when that's your job, you kind of get in your zone. Like, mm-hmm. you have your headphones yeah. in. You're just like, la, 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 Halloween. Here's the mail. La, 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 la. Listening mm-hmm. to the podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the you go about your family life. story time podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. If, he, if it was now, he would have been listening yep. to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Who isn't? And then, yeah, right? <laughs> So I, f- I really feel for the mailman and I feel really bad for for hi- for him. And I like there's something that while I under I can't even imagine the devastation that that family was going through and the right. wondering of what if this and what if that yeah. I have to be super against the it, how can he sleep at night? what what it, you know he should have done right. something because everyone is just trying to get through this world with the mm-hmm. information they have at the time and no not many people are malicious most no. people are good and we just this all sucks. are human this sucks that that happened We're to that flawed. family that man flawed died human you can't blame the postman for no and he may not have survived anyway and you know i do think there's a certain amount of like when it's our time it's our time you know right, what I mean? Right. And so. And, how, and we don't know. Interesting. Are those all of um, your stories? So, yes. I would just like to conclude by advising all of you to keep an extra eye out as you're walking around your neighborhoods, admiring the Halloween decorations. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Let's put the spooky Woo-hoo! shit out there. But you never know when something might be mm-hmm. a little more real and when we might at need at least a five of them are dead bodies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When you're walking down the street, at least five of the Halloween decorations are actual dead bodies. So I have there you a go. funny story that kind of goes in this theme. Okay. And so I'm going to use it as my happy thought because it was kind of funny. Um, oh, we're going to happy thoughts. We don't now? have to go oh, right okay. now, but I'm going to use yes, it as my happy it. thought I, because I know my happy Well, there was one time when um, Jerome 
Hannah's dad and I were driving. This was back when we were still married. And we were driving over by, I want to say, I don't know. It was like over by kind of like Sheridan and um, like 76. And there's like that windy, I don't, 80th. And there's that windy road there. And there's like a grassy part. And I saw something. We were driving heading west. And I saw something. And I was like, that's fucked up. That looked like a guy underneath a blanket, like, like holding, looked to me like a guy underneath the blanket, holding a gun, pointing it at the road. And I was like, I know that I'm probably impaired because I was, um, (laughs) and that I didn't see it right, but I made him turn around and drive back by, even though if it was a guy holding the gun, pointing it at the road, we were putting ourselves in danger. I made him turn around and drive back by and it was just a bag of fucking leaves. (laughs) But (laughs) I was vigilant and I made him go back. And so you did your part. Yeah. Let's be vigilant. We all have to do our part. By anyway. driving in circles just and making really sure it's just but a also, just a bag at least. But also, don't put yourself in harm's way, please. It, it saves other people's lives, though. I mean, or just call the cops, and yep. then they'll make fun of you. And then it would have been a bag of leaves. My life versus 20 lives, I mean... That's a whole different philosophical yeah, we d- conversation that we can't have. <laughs> That's a different episode. My life versus my daughter's life. I mean, I'll put myself. Well, in yeah, of yeah. But then don't turn around with your daughter in the car. Oh, to go I wouldn't. Inspect no, it was just it was just Jerome and I. The kids I'd, weren't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I'd sure. Put my so you just leave Belle and I orphaned. That's, That's fine. Yeah, no. Yeah, you have grandma and grandpa and two awesome aunts. Two awesome aunts. I mean, me. come on. Like, I could have raised you. I'm only a little bit older than you. <laughs> we would have had fun. They could have grown yeah. up together. You know, it's, great. it's in my will that Evie comes to you if I'm I die. I'm very aware. I'm okay. much older now than I was when Hannah was Evie's age, and That's I'm true. very confident that I can manage that. I think you'd point. be fine. But that I, won't happen. Tell us your happy thought. Yeah. My happy thought is last weekend... I went with my wonderful sister Kelly to see Peanut Butter Falcon, <gasps> and it was so good. It what was is that? So good. So it is a movie with the once deemed crazy Shia LaBeouf, who I think is making a him. comeback. I just yes. saw Shia LaBeouf on Hot Ones. We and did he too. Was yeah. Fucking crazy, yeah. so but he was great. cool, it wasn't was he? So yeah, great. I love him. I, I love him. him. So it's a it is a movie about a young man with Down syndrome who has been abandoned by his family. <gasps> And just wants to be a wrestler, and he runs into Shia LaBeouf, and it reminded me that we talk about all this crazy stuff with all these shitty people who hurt people, and this movie was about a guy who was in a super shitty place in his life and could have just been an asshole, but instead he befriended this young man who was on a journey to live his dream. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It That's was cool. A, it was it a was really so well done movie. So good. Super I Super well it. done. Shia LaBeouf was amazing. The actor, mm-hmm. Zach, what's, I don't know his last name, but he was amazing. So yeah, it was it was a great. So movie. that's my happy thought. I've been I thinking like it. about it all that's week. That's an awesome happy thought. That makes me really happy. So I have been excited I, to see that movie. I have I'm so to glad see Jess that movie. Was able to come with me. That was super super nice. Cool. You got a happy thought, Hannah? Come uh, on, you got to have something. Or a good deed? Did you do uh, a good deed this week? Uh, I existed. That's my good deed. Okay, I'll go if Hannah's <laughs> yeah, not able you to. Go. Okay. I'll so this week out. I get to go to the mouthful. You ready? The conference of uh, hold on, it's the, hold on. I'm already messing it up. The Division for Early Childhood of the Council for Exceptional Children's co- Annual Conference on Young Children with Special Needs and Their Families. 
Oh my god. Oh, wow. <laughs> Edit people. No, they I mean the DEC conference is basically what people call okay. it, the Vision for Early Childhood. Anyway, it's basically early childhood like special education conference in Dallas and I get to go oh, this cool. week. So Tuesday through Friday, that's where Woo-hoo. I will be and wow. I'm gonna learn a lot and network a lot and uh, go to some breweries just because there are some nearby why and I'll be by myself hanging out so why not walk to a brewery it's gonna be really great maybe I'll cool. come back with some profound thoughts there you go cool I'm very excited if you're walking around by yourself to breweries get that app on your phone where you can just put a button push a button and it calls the oh, yeah. okay okay just be safe safety. I mean my hotel is like 15 minutes away from the conference hotel because I waited to book so late and I have to like walk underneath the yeah. overpass of the highway to get you there. should get some mace Don't. too I'll, I'll give you mace that's illegal in several states. I have but to go Texas through TSA. Is, yeah. So. Put it in your checked suitcase. I'm not checking. Oh, okay. Just buy well, some when you get in town. I'll um, be fine. I will have my phone and I will have my fists. And it will be just Have fine. some hairspray and a lighter. I'm oh, just saying. Hold your keys in between each <laughs> finger. <Yes. laughs> Isn't it sad that all women know how to do that? Yep. Yeah. Jam them in the throat. Sure. It I, only takes like eight pounds of pr- pressure to rip an ear off. Oh, well, there so you just go. remember uh-huh. that. Go for the ears, the so, eyes, the knees, the groin. Also, if I feel unsafe, throat. I will Uber for yes. four well, yeah. bucks or Remember, whatever. Remember, only hotel. take Lyft because Uber is shitty. No, that's legit. <laughs> Uber has become yes. the new verb like Lyft Google, but I, I only use Lyft. I only use Lyft. Remember, Kelly. Good call, Hannah. Sing. <laughs> Solar plexus in step knee groin. Also, if you start singing, they'll be distracted. They'll be like... I learned like, that she's from Miss Crazy. I'm not going to abduct her. <laughs> I learned that from Miss Congeniality, the yes. movie. That's Same. a really good movie. <laughs> Hannah, what's your happy thought? Um, my happy thought is that I, instead of like six hours of homework, I only have two. Woohoo! Woohoo! That's awesome. Yeah. For yeah. like the whole week or just for today? And just for gig. today, and then it starts all over again tomorrow. And we got a gig to rehearse for, which Yo. makes more shit oh, yeah. for you, but that's kind of cool. Hell yeah. Okay. Now it's Belle's turn. Happy thought. My happy thought is that it's finally fall. And I've had the pumpkin nitro cream cold foam cold brew from Starbucks basically every day since fall. It's so good. <laughs> so happy it's thought. So tasty. Yay, fall. Ew, pumpkin. All right, everyone. Well, I think that wraps up our episode. I hope y'all enjoy our crazy ramblings. Huzzah! And have a wonderful two weeks. We'll see you back here again for some more Halloween stories with our very first guest storyteller. He's my boyfriend. And our our first non-female person on the show. Yeah, that's the first guy on the show. Yes. All right, guys. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.